Welcome back to the uh, weekly Business First News and Brews beer podcast. We're here on another Friday afternoon uh, getting ready to sample some beer and talk some beer news. So let's get right to it. Wow, I smell the hops just from like opening this. Yeah, that is bold. So while we're doing this, I'm Doug Buchanan. I'm Nick Fortini. Here we go. I'm Emily Bench. Eleanor Kennedy. I'm Dan Eaton. And I'm Mark Summerson. All right, so today we are going to be sampling an urban artifact, Gaslight. Um, there's, there's some chunks in this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's goodness. a hazy. It is chunky. <laughs> that's not just hazy. That's it looks like pulp. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we will have photos of this uh, on the uh, on the website so that you can see what's going on here. But yes, oh, it looks like a it's like a snow globe. It looks like it's hailing in my beer. Wow. Yeah, there is definitely. We'll call it pulp, I guess. Um, <laughs> you can call it that. It's supposed well, to be it, doing this? Yes. Oh. Wow. Dan, do you want to explain? It's a hazy. This is awful, awful hazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is hazier than I'm used to seeing. Me too. I'm so scared. This is like orange. Ooh, it looks like orange right. juice. Emily, I why mean, don't you start drinking like it and let us know. Okay. Uh, Here we go. I'm not easy to please, everyone, so we'll yeah. see. Do you need a strainer? <laughs> um... It's actually know. better than I was expecting, but it's mm-hmm. not great. Do you taste the okay. pulp? No, you don't. At least for my sip, I didn't. You took a very small sip, though. It tastes the sour right out of the gate. It's very Yeah, yeah so very I, I should explain that uh, this is an urban artifact gaslight, and I chose this one because it is described as a sour, fresh hop, hazy, double IPA. And I thought that is just a riot of different things that we have been talking about on this podcast, so why not throw them all into one beer and see what it looks like? Well, that, it certainly looks interesting. Uh, the taste is, you definitely get the sour. Have mm. you not even tried this yet, Eleanor? I just You're took a waiting. sip and then I like sat away in sadness. Um, I, don't, I mean, I think it's okay. You taste the sour the most. I don't know if I tasted the IPA right Yeah, now. it definitely looks worse than it tastes, but it doesn't taste great. There's some okay. bitterness, so I guess that's from the hops. I don't I taste get, any get, sweet. Guys, look like at the bottom of like the cup. like a grapefruit. There's like yeah, white at very the grapefruit. Yeah, that's yep. all that it's hay be is settling the, yeah. down. So that's... Um, it's almost a little bland, weirdly. Yeah, it's, it's like, like sour Maybe and then Maybe all those nothing. little white things are the flavor of crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Despite... <laughs> um, now, there is 180 pounds of fresh hops, 4,000 pounds of grain from the house malt and rustic brew farm, and 88 pounds double dry hopped. Uh, it's like beer dandruff. Oh, <laughs> no one knows that's this never a good thing. Ever gonna buy this beer? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. sorry uh, the can's really artifact. cool though, right? I mean, I, I mean, think it's fine. It's, yeah. It seems aggressively fine. We're just describing it really negatively. And they they promote it as mainly Ohio ingredients. Yeah. Also, very beautiful can. Can so is beautiful. If you just want to decorate your home with some old cans. I just I looked up right before we started this. The last time I, I reviewed an urban artifact beer was February 2018 and it, it wasn't I, it wasn't I, poured the, was it? I poured the beer out <laughs> before yeah I didn't finish the whole thing it was a raspberry ghost that that was not isn't it pronounced goza yes it? you goza nice. your way <laughs> I goza my way so speaking of the uh, mostly Ohio ingredients I see that one it has this Ohio Valley hops label and then 
this pretty picture. Is, is that a hop? That is a yes, hop. Yes, that in is the a gaslight. Hop. So have they been growing hops in Ohio for a long time, or is this a more recent phenomenon? Some people have been growing hops for a while, but there's not a large amount of hop production in Ohio. It's not a... Uh, uh, from what I've heard, it's uh, Ohio's not the best climate to yeah. grow hops. You can grow hops, but um, you know it's a uh, it's a tough crop to grow, mm-hmm. and Ohio isn't an ideal place to do it. That or, was uh, like say Oregon. Yeah, yeah. That was this, in Tennessee. They just started mm-hmm. trying to grow. It seems like they're trying to bring them back in a lot of other parts of the country now. Because yeah, it's all concentrated and yeah. challenging to get them elsewhere. They have a scale on the side of the can that describes how sour Sour, it is from less sour to more sour this is on the less sour side i mean i do think it's just not particularly good flavorful (laughs) in any direction so you taste the sour but it's not like undrinkable sourness no i I mean as i've said i i I like most sours or a lot of sours but only in like five or six ounces at a time i don't think this is overwhelmingly tart or overwhelmingly sour so you know i think it works just fine I kind of like the beer. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, I I actually think it's kind of a nice flavor. It's not super sour. I don't care much for sour IPAs, which is a newer hybrid style beer that that folks are doing. I like that this is more IPA than sour. I agree with Nick. It's got a very kind of grapefruit taste to it that I enjoy, even maybe a little bit of orange. (laughs) The the pulp is a little uh, (laughs) disconcerting. Disconcerting, but uh, this is like. The pulp thing, like, that's intentional. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I've Has never anyone heard... ever seen this in a beer? I've never... Homemade beers, I have. Yeah. Well, well it has to do with, like, the filtering and stuff, right? right? Yeah, that's but where I you get the, the, the haziness. The <laughs> I've, I've certainly had many hazy beers that are cloudy. They're hard to see through. But th- this has more uh, sediment in it than yeah, uh, I've definitely. had out of a packaged beer in a long time. What so is the sediment? It's probably hops. You throw a lot of those hops in late. Mm-hmm. In the process, oh, okay. right. so they don't fully, Flotsam, you know, I believe the word is. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is, my beer is more of a traditional hazy, yeah. whereas Emily, man, you've got it like piled up on the she bottom of your glass too. at this yeah. point. Yeah. Look at that. Well, but that you didn't nuts. pour your whole can in, did you? Or you not, just uh, not it immediately? Back. I, oh, it's I all have since. Okay. Uh, I have since. I, be, I believe trub is the term for that. Trub? Trub. Trub? The, the technical One term. At least in two. home brewing. I don't know if it applies to professional brewing, but uh, when you're home brewing and, and you have, as, as Mark noted, um, if you've ever had a home brewed beer, there's a decent chance there's, there's some sediment mm-hmm. in, in the bottom of it sometimes. Yeah, the hot. <laughs> <laughs> really? What? Well, it's got it. It's it's over. It's over eight percent. No, when I drink it, my eight point one percent. ABV. I'm going to be yeah. very aware of my. And ears. we're not sharing. So we're all. I uh, just want to sip that. <laughs> I have never had the hot ear syndrome. Really? Never. Mine are kind of hot as well, actually. I tend to sweat from the top of my head with spicy food. Yeah. We've but talked not. about that. What, do you, what food do you think would be good to pair with this beer? I feel like that's, that's what question. I need. I need something guess, to something. eat alongside it, and then I'd like it more. Spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, that's <laughs> something with pepper. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. maybe a little yep, bit something of a, spicy. Like a kick. Yeah. I think it would mm-hmm. Like I think Mexican. Well. Like you think tacos. Emily's face, This every time she takes a sip, is priceless. I, yeah, I can't really... I'm known for not really hiding my facial expressions, so. This would be good with Thai food. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think oh, spicy yeah. is the right, the right idea. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy food, yeah. yeah. Guys, I have a confession. 
I found (laughs) I found that I'm starting to like beer a lot more. Like I'm going from drinking it regularly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, it's amazing like, how that works. Because I, but really, I never really drank it that often. I would get it sometimes, but I never really could tell the difference in tastes right. or anything. Like right. I remember saying it a lot when we started. Like right. I can't tell the difference, but now I'm starting to be able to tell the difference. So I'm figuring out what I there like. There you go. So so we're ruining you. Mm. No, it's a good thing. Yeah. It is a good thing. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Of course, yeah. So. I've certainly uh, I've tasted more varieties of beer doing this podcast than yeah. I ever would normally. So yeah. It's what a did good you, excuse to try What it. did you pick last night at our News and Brews gathering at Seven Sun? The Hazy IPA. Oh. And, and that's not one that you would have been drawn to or you would have been? No, I, I picked it last night because I, I wanted something lighter on the lighter side. And they had a golden ale, but, you know, that didn't sound, it sounded kind of bland, so I thought I'd try their hazy. I mm. find their golden ale terrific. Mm, well, so. I had the golden ale after the hazy, and oh. I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I have simple taste. I see. Didn't have any sediment in it. So no. Was was no, very, very clean beers yesterday. Do we know anything about Urban Artifact? They're in an old church hmm. in Cincinnati. Allegedly a pretty cool place to go to. I've not been there myself. I'd planned to go there. I was down in Cincinnati for a concert last spring, about a year ago, actually. In addition to the concert, my friend and I had planned to visit a few breweries. But the day we were going to go to Urban Artifact, we were at Streetside, and the Cavs-Pacers game 7 was on, and my friend refused to leave right. until the game was over. So we spent a good five hours at Streetside, oh which is a lovely place. We had a great right. time. We ended up eating twice there. But the, the, the time, um, yes, the time, the time that we were going to use to go to Urban Artifact was, was, uh, was consumed by watching the Cavs-Pacers game, which was pretty good. So the game, Incredible. the game was pretty good. Yeah, the, yeah. the beer street side's a great place. This, is, this isn't a knock on street side I, at yeah, all. It's I just I didn't want to spend five hours. I can't. There, I don't so. think I've ever even heard of street side. Yeah, they're good. How long has Urban Artifact been around? Does anybody know? Oh, I'm gonna guess three years, four okay. years. Oh. Only okay. small. I could be wrong, but she that's that's that that's my answer for just about everyone. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good guess. Yeah. And you know, we touched on this before. I'm not sure on the podcast, mm-hmm. but the label is is. Is a decal essentially. It's cheaper to do that, I would imagine. If you're mass producing at a at a certain level, then it makes sense just to have your cans printed. But a lot of folks still use the the sticker, or sometimes there's a there's almost like a plastic. I forget the term, uh, uh, adhesive thing that 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 will sleeve that will cover the can. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you Urban Artifact, I think goes through a lot of they do a lot of different styles, so that's probably why they've opted for this version, so they can just buy the blank cans and slap whatever new stickers um, they want on it. Well, their brewing philosophy is wild, funky, tart, mouth-watering, and (laughs) gossip-worthy. Yep. (laughs) We are gossiping about it. Yes, we are. (laughs) We're smack-talking. Yeah. Yeah. We got pulpy beer. And they opened in April 2015. You're right on the money. There's right there. In the historic St. Patrick's Catholic Church. How do you turn a church into a brewery? I mean... Do you know Catholics? <laughs> it's on brand. Oh, I'm, I'm Catholic. <laughs> I mean, in the like very practical sense, like how do you take a building like a church and turn it into a brewery? They're just gotcha. big open spaces. 
I mean, you can section off. It depends on how big and old the church is, but you can section yeah. off. I mean, there's there's yeah. actually a few. Like, there's a, there's one in Pittsburgh called Church Brew Works, which is in a church. Okay. Uh, I believe Taft's in Cincinnati is also in an old church. Mm. Uh, there's a place up in northwest Ohio. I think it's still open. I want to say it's called Father John's that was in a church. Hmm. There's they make the, for uh, I've been I've been to Taft's and it's it's an interesting space to see a church turned into mm. uh, a brewery. I assume it could well, be very pretty. You got yeah. nice details. Yeah. Yeah. Think easy to do too. You just take the pews out, right? Take the pews yeah, out. Yeah, big open start space. brewing. Yeah. But there's a history of the, churches. Well, at least the clergy and brewing. I mean, the monks. Belgian monks. Yeah. <clears throat> Best brewers in the world are monks. Mm. So. I watched a documentary about a nun who was really into making cheese. <laughs> so she like she like will do all the like it was really actually very interesting she would like do all the stuff to make cheese so yeah, anyway so in beer I, news this week, I saw a TV good segue Eleanor I won't step on your headline this week so. wait so really in beer news this week so a place that we talked about on yeah. our when we drank that Skateland we talked about the old CBC restaurant so this is not really yes. beer news but it's sure. beer adjacent news it is beer adjacent yeah. so beer I just adjacent. think we got continuity of yeah. places yeah, that yeah. were the old club Columbus Brewing Restaurant, which was not Columbus Brewing the Brewery, has a, a, a new occupant. It'll be the, the owners of Pat and Gracie's, who mm-hmm. have a restaurant in Clintonville and one downtown. They're planning a third restaurant, which will be sort of like a Pat and Gracie's. They're going to call it P&G's Wood Fire Grill. And it will have some burgers, just like the original Pat and Gracie's, but we'll have steaks and chops and some entrees as well. But that will be filling that brewery district space that people always think was a brewery and um, wasn't. Well, the brewery was located in the back of the building at, some, yeah. at one period. That was, was a Cameron Mitchell restaurant. Right? Originally, yeah. The original uh, Columbus Brewing Company restaurant was opened by Cameron Mitchell, and he sold it to folks, the two gentlemen who owned it until it closed last summer. So mm-hmm. it had two owners. And Pat and Gracie's has an interesting history in Columbus. Gracie was the grace behind Graceland up on High what? Street in oh. Clintonville. Which used to be oh, a horse in Memphis. No. no. Okay. <laughs> and not George Burns Gracie. No. Yeah. Okay. Pat was a bit of a gambler, apparently, and made a lot of money in Columbus. And Grace was maybe not the most... Um, I believe she was a madam. I believe she was a madam. Mm-hmm. Get out. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Huh. Yeah. And he built her well, a horse farm. What does that mean? Uh, uh, She's royal? She, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. In a sense. So, <laughs> hey. You know, she was a lady of, of the, the evening. Ah, she was like their boss. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can't edit that part out. <laughs> Anywho, he built Grace a uh, horse farm mm-hmm. up, and they called it Graceland, and that eventually became the shopping center. And now that's a target. That's a great story. Yeah, I didn't know that. But that's, yes, that's the namesake for the Pat and Gracie's restaurants. The Doug first one looks like he does not believe a word of this. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. 100% true. I saw it on PBS. PBS would not lie. Oh, to Columbus us. Neighborhoods? Yeah. Columbus and it's on the menu at Pat and Gracie's. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> there's, okay. there's that. You're as well. like making it sound like you're like this historian. Yeah, 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 exactly. Maybe yeah. OSU show is well. researched yeah. on the back of a menu. <laughs> so, the current owner. Right, right. Are they related at all? <laughs> I don't think they're related at all. I think they just they opened the first one at Graceland in in Clintonville, and I think they just took that back. Yeah, it's a really tiny restaurant that serves very very good food. Do they have beer? They do. They do. Well, they. We go. We're back to beer. Yeah. Back to beer. Back to beer. Yeah. 
that. I had a discussion this afternoon with a company called Origin Malt, which has a really aggressive plan. They've been in the works for years, but are now finally starting to go public with what they've been working on, which is a plan to grow Ohio barley again. Barley used to be a huge crop in Ohio pre-Prohibition, and Prohibition wiped out that business, essentially. A couple of folks, um, a gentleman named Victor Thorne, who has been involved in uh, several ventures around town, worked with Columbus 2020. He and his partner, Ryan Lang, who is one of the co-owners of uh, Middle West Spirits. Right. I've been working on this literally for years. They now have 300 acres of land in Marysville, and they have partnerships with farmers around the Midwest to start growing barley. They feel like they're at a point where product is good, they're getting it into the hands of brewers, and now they're ready to start expanding and growing more. It's a a kind of a fascinating project with a lot of potential banking on Ohio's uh, agricultural roots. Yeah, it's a great beer story, but it's it's also a a really great entrepreneur story and, and a great startup story. And yeah, how great much barley story. does a brewery need? So if I was to to sign a contract mm-hmm. with this barley play, the farm, <clears throat> how much do I need, and how much can they grow? Breweries need a lot because barley is it's one of the the core ingredients. So they need barley for everything. Everything they brew pretty much needs barley, unless you're making some uh, the weirdo beers. But you know, seltzer, um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they need all the barley. In, in terms of their capabilities, they had about 75 acres of their own, I believe, that they were testing, uh, uh, growing on. They have now 300 acres, but through their partnerships with other farms, uh, they're in the thousands of acres okay. now with a goal to get up to 75,000 acres in the Jeez. next five years. Where do where does uh, most of the barley come from that Ohio brewers use now? Um, 30% of barley comes from England. Really? So, yeah. So it's, you've got to pay important. a lot for Which it was part come. of Ryan's motivation for wanting, you know, as he said, they're a distillery primarily, but distilleries start with beer. You have to, you actually, uh, you know, any sort of distilled product, you, you brew beer first. I did that's not where, know that. That's I where it begins that from. Yep. Yeah, well, it's called distiller's beer. It's yeah. not like beer beer. Like you wouldn't right. drink Yeah, it. yeah. You're no not way. like hopping it or anything, but you're essentially like brewing chocolate. beer. You wouldn't eat it. Yeah. 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 You clearly Sorry. never toured a distillery. Gotta go to Tennessee. Yeah, I was going to say, road trip. And but, what, what? Why yeah. is that? Is that to is that to season the the barrels or? Oh, it's just the process. Yeah, it's just the way. Yeah, it's just what you. It's just where you start. Yeah, you know, and then you distill it and you age it. Oh, okay. and that's how you get the. Didn't know that either. I you know, did not know yeah. that either. This yeah. is so a many very things to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Program. Yeah. So, but uh, but but Ryan um, <laughs> said basically, as he looked at their ingredients, you know, they get uh, they get their wheat from Ohio, they get their corn from Ohio. Right. But their barley comes from overseas. They have to buy it over in Europe, essentially. And now, there's 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 American producers. They told me that they believe their operation can, if it scales up, it will be the largest east of the Mississippi and kind of south of Minnesota. There's so just not a lot a of barley production here. Yeah, they, it's, 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 it's a wow. fascinating, fascinating Is it project. easy to grow, or is it something that um, they've it's, had to it's, really work? It's not easy, from what I understand. It's it's kind of temperamental. It's harder than, like, say, wheat or soy. But the, the big appeal for farmers, particularly in Ohio, is that it can be rotated with soy. Ohio is mm. a big oh, soy yeah, state. Yeah. It fits in nicely with the cycle. It grows through the right. winter. And it particularly can be up in Marysville. They have yep. a lot of soy. And farms. in northern Ohio as well. Yeah. So. Okay, so this is the second week in a row I'm going to be like, I said something dumb earlier. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing, barley, is what they're doing in Tennessee. Okay, uh, so not hops. A beer, yeah, yeah, so there's a beer, yeah. a brewery there that just partnered with a local farm to make an, an mm-hmm. almost entirely Tennessee ingredient. 
uh, beer using barley grown there because historically Tennessee did grow barley. Makes sense. So Ohio's going to have some competition. And on this can, bringing it back to this can, uh, yes. Rustic Brew Farm we've talked about before is is a Marysville. It's a small farm, but it's in Marysville, and it's a guy named Matt Cunningham who who malts it, grows and malts his own barley. Mm. Um, he's a, a you know his family was farmers, and he just decided to a couple years ago set aside part of their fields to grow barley because he likes beer and he likes uh, the craft brewing industry. Mm. Is there a movement to use more, if you're an Ohio brewer, to use more Ohio ingredients? I don't know if there's a movement, but I, I would imagine that if good Ohio-made ingredients are available, that people would jump all over them. That's been my Farm understanding, yeah. it just hasn't been available. Absolutely. Ryan and Victor said Ohio, for malting barley for beer, there's about 500 acres in the state now. That's mm. it. Like, it's tiny. Yeah. It's nothing. So um, there's a lot of potential there. And and you, you just the savings on you know transportation alone. If you yeah. imagine importing, if yeah, you're a brewery that imports a lot from Europe, your barley, and you can get it in the Midwest, because uh, again, all these farms won't necessarily be in Ohio, but it's definitely Midwestern sourced. Plus, it's still it's trendy, you know, yeah, to have absolutely sourced sure. farm to booze or whatever. I would think that um, the folks at Urban Artifact would buy a Ohio made. Filter <laughs> to pour their beer through. Wait, Doug, I saw you drinking the bottom of it. Did you taste the chunks? No. <laughs> oh my God. That's another point. Yeah, this is, these, these teasers are just going to be all Emily's face. <laughs> Did you taste the chunks? I just need to excuse myself. Oh, my gosh. I'll see the door. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm the first one to finish, so I will call this podcast over. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed this beer. I'm sorry if uh, I did not choose wisely for the rest of you, but I would get it again. Boo. You did right. fine. It was fine. It was Thank fine. I, I like the beer as well. Like many of the beers yeah. that we get, I enjoyed it, and I won't ever order it. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. I hear you. All right, well, uh, we will uh, be back here uh, next week for perhaps some better beers uh, that more people like. So.